Hey everybody, welcome to Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney, over there Steve. Hi, I'm an overeducated shithead. Yes, you are! (laughs) (laughs) The podcast where the biggest jokes are the hosts. That's right. Well, I mean, my motto is is uh, continuities for idiots. So, well, seven billion that makes people me on know. this planet <laughs> <laughs> gotta like their lives to have <laughs> some continuity. <laughs> I like Sunday to be followed by Monday most of the time. Do they? That's our new Speaking of continuity. That's our <laughs> podcast poll this week. Are you a big fan of continuity in your real life? Answer yes or no. Hit us up on Twitter at Rodney Mom or at Night Heroes. And now on with what we are actually talking about today. And that is five by seven dungeons by Dan Smith. Uh, Dan was kind enough to yeah. send us uh, both sets of um, the 5x7 Dungeon series, including the Mage Port and 3045 post-apocalyptic setting. Apocalyptic, yes. It's a build-as-the-budget solo battle game. That's right. And and the gag is, is what it says on the 10, 5x7 Dungeons, each car, each... Adventure is put upon a 5x7 card that's beautifully laminated. <coughs> Excuse me. It is. So that and you can use a dry erase marker to uh, make any notations you need. Yeah, and it's optionally, each one is self-contained. Each one is self-contained, and there's o- optional rules. Optionally. To uh, run a campaign based on the assorted yeah. cards. Um. While the gameplay is pretty much the same, I don't think you can run a campaign combining 3045 and Mage's Port. Um, probably not. It it would well, I you, don't know. You might. It be depends able to. on whether you like continuity or not. Well, I mean, there. <laughs> imagine running a campaign with absolutely no continuity. It was called Tomb of Horrors. Yeah, it was great. It was so much fun. (laughs) Now, this is a really clever idea. These little self-contained, pocket-sized solo adventures. Yeah, you can bring four or five with you to to any, like, any time you're, like, waiting. Pull one out of your pocket. You got yourself a card. Maybe put a dice app on your phone or something if you have a phone. Uh, Otherwise, you know... Without your handy-dandy... Dry erase marker. That's right. That you carry. Everybody carries a dry erase marker everywhere. Um, yeah, it's like a utility knife. Yeah, and have a quick play, or or if you're sitting around a table waiting for your virtual tabletop group or your real life tabletop group to show up for a session, you can go through a couple of these in what maybe 10, 15 minutes, something like that. Yeah, it's the game. The game itself. Like, to play a card takes about uh, five to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the mechanic, it, it's, it's fairly straightforward. There's a little hic- couple little hiccups, 
Um, but, you know, all in all, it's pretty straightforward. Um, you read the card, you roll the dice, you fight the monster that you get, and you either win or lose. And if you win, yay, you get to move on and maybe pick up some loot. If you lose, you lose a hit point or a life point, as it's called, and you still get to move on. Right. So right. you die. And each card has features an illustration. Uh, there's a couple of different artists involved. Um, of the character yep. featured on the card, which you can also keep the card to the side and use that same character for the campaign. So you're, in fact, moving right. multiple cards around. Uh, the opposite side, uh, the one side, you have your character art, your character stats, and to the left of that is the encounter list. Uh, each dungeon yep. has, I believe, six, up to six encounters. Yep, it- and, it's six um, encounters. Um, some of them are fighting. Some of them are um, not fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Social. Fighting without um, fighting. Right. It, it, they both use the same mechanic. And then on the opposite side, you have a nice little map of your encounter list. So, you know, this one I'm holding right now is uh, Two Towers... Um, and so it's a map of just the two towers and it's pretty basic, you know, you got, it's one through six mm-hmm. up two levels across a courtyard or across a bridge and then back into the next tower. And then, uh, to the left of that are the rules and the rules are printed on every card. Yes. Very tiny. Very rules. tiny. I would say that, uh, <laughs> that is one of the weaknesses of this particular uh, game is that yeah if you're going by the rules on the card get you a magnifying glass I had difficulties reading them with my glasses on right fortunately there is a, another card that has the rules printed on it bigger it's slightly bigger print yeah it's 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 still not like great but it's it's bigger and easier to read so you yeah. have that one out it's like a it's like a 10 point font opposed to like the Five point font, <laughs> like a two point, like a two point font. Yeah, I mean, they they cram a lot of stuff onto a five by seven card. And yeah, I mean that's kind of cool. It it, it kind of reminds me of back in the day, um, like with the micro games, mm-hmm. like old Steve Jackson games, old micro games, where you had like a twenty page pamphlet, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that was smaller than five by seven. We've got a bunch of them, and uh, there's Car Wars right here. So, yeah, it's smaller than five by seven. You get like a twenty-page rule rule book with like cramped right cramped typeface to explain how to play a game that takes about a half hour to play. Right, right. And this was back before the days of desktop publishing, so somebody actually had to sit there with those tiny little letters, <laughs> typeset it. Yep. It's true. It's like, no, it's... Hey, Clem. If, Steve Jackson just sent over <laughs> another project. Fuck! Well, it's funny if you watch... I'm sure they did all that shit in-house to save money. Yeah, um, it's probably also uh, reduced in the in the copying stage rather than typeset yeah. in very tiny letters. Yeah. Exactly. But, but, but uh, it's still you, a yeah, funny you image. The difference between, like, if you look at the difference between like the original Car Wars... Mm. set and like something later mm-hmm. that that came out 
even like the uh, like the uh, reproduction or ogre is a better example because ogre actually had um, something that came out in the same style. Right. It's night and day, like just with the typesetting. It looks professionally done now, and back in the day, it looks like somebody was uh, putting out a zine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, five by seven, five by seven is of the the latter school. Uh, it does have yes, it, it does seem to be more professionally designed than some of the uh, zine style games back in the day. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Um, and and part of it might be because like. We're old, <laughs> right? And our eyes are like, mm. so you know, well, I'm I'm constantly like up with the glasses, down with the glasses, up with the glasses, down with the glasses. Well, I did play this with my 15 year old son, uh, who also wears glasses. There you go. And um, he, I believe, missed the loot on like the second encounter, which caused him to go into a tragic death spiral until his character uh, died. And yeah, that is that is unfortunate because um, you do need to, even, even when you have the rules down, you do need to be able to read the cards, mm-hmm. which now while the, um, the, the playing part of the card is larger type mm-hmm. than the rules part of the card, it is still pretty, pretty tiny. And I could <laughs> see how you could miss it like that. Right. Right. Like the, um, Attack is, you know, the, the encounter attack or your opposed role is in a very nice font. It's actually the perfect sized font. Um, but things like loot, special effects, that sort of thing. Is in a choose loot form. or roll on loot card. Right. It's the back of the card in your hand. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got it. I was looking at something else. I was looking at the rules for a second because, oh. yeah. So there are, uh, um, it is straightforward, but there are a couple of like um, fuzzy areas mm-hmm. um, that aren't explained um, very well, I guess, on the card. Um, like in terms of loot, like when you have your guy, mm-hmm. right? In this case, it is the traitor. Um, Meeker Slaka, mutated human. Um, you start off with life and um, various bonuses that you can get if you play a campaign. Then you have your attack and your social, um, and then your abilities, right? Mm-hmm. And then next to it, it says loot. Okay. But you don't start off with that loot, but it's not really clearly say, stated that you don't start off with that loot. So when it says choose loot or roll on loot card, that's a loot you can choose. Right. Right. So and, and the way like, it's arranged on the card itself, it makes it appear as though you start with that. Right. So there's just a couple of things that are unclear in the rules and you have to kind of intuit um, how to get them into integrated into the game. Mm. So I think it, like maybe um, I just uh, just a clarification of the rules, like, you know, tidying, tidying it all up. So everything you need is on the card. So once you read that card, you're good to go. Right. And you don't even have to worry about anything. Right, right. <laughs> that, that would be my main criticism. Other than that, um, it's fun. It's a, it's a great, like, way to, like, while away 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if somebody's watching something that you don't like on television without a card. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Um, 
Now, now me as far from a design perspective, I I might consider putting the character information and the map on one side, doing away with the rules since these are sold as a set, and you do get the large print rules card. Um, and then yeah, I, having I the would... encounter take up the entirety of the the back of the card. Right, I see what you're saying. Um, I think that originally it wasn't sold as a set. I mm-hmm. think when it was originally kickstarted, um, you got like four cards for X and eight cards for Y. Right, you know, right. depending on how much you you um, contributed to the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was designed with that in mind. So. I don't think it was designed originally as a set. Or maybe it was. I might be talking out of my ass. Um, But it does seem to be a little bit redundant to have, like, the big card. Right. And then have it printed on every card as well. But also, you know, the the medieval warrior set. um, What what was it called? Mage, Mage Sport. Yeah, the Mage Sport set. Um is huge yeah it's a a good size the original game yeah so do you really want to like bring the whole thing with you if you you know you just need a couple cards so having them printed on the cards is kind of convenient if you're only you know taking a couple with you right right it is kind of yeah i can see that there's a portability aspect to it um exactly it makes it portable right but you also have to carry dice or have a dice app on your phone and a dry erase marker, unless you're really good at like yeah. memorizing things. And no, the dry possibly... erase marker is key. Yeah, <laughs> the dry erase marker is key, and I'll tell you why. So last night I sat down and I played. There's this. It's card number zero from the thirty forty five, mm-hmm. which is the one with the hoop on the back. Okay. That's Gamma World speak for anthropomorphic rabbit. <laughs> and um, there's a few of these encounters that refer to other cards, right? Okay. So if you look at it, um, the, the first encounter on this card is the graveyard, right? Mm. And then you read, overgrown with trees and vines, the graveyard is a labyrinth of tombstones, and the main vault, which is an entrance to an underground lair, adventure card number five. So conceivably... If you're playing this card, you can, like, pause it, go to adventure card number five, play that card through, come back out of the graveyard, and then go to the second um, encounter, which is the Wes Towers, which I was holding before, and play through that. So that's what I did last night. I played the whole card um, with the adjunct cards and Mm. did it like a mini campaign, and the climax was fighting the rabbit guy. The hoop, and that was really fun. It took about a half hour, and having the uh, dry erase marker was key uh, to keep track of who I actually was, what I actually was carrying, and who my allies ended up being. Because mm-hmm. if you defeat an ally, if you defeat an enemy by more than five points, they help you out in your next encounter. Okay, so you. It's much more easy to write down your total attack for that next encounter on, on your attack than to like go between switch between cards and you know mm-hmm. add up everything on the fly. So you just get it all added up. And, and dry erase is great because like once that encounter's over and you lose your ally, wipe on yeah. to the next one. 
Yeah, yeah, it might actually be an, an interesting feature to include a a blank card or two for notes like this because it seems seems like you can get to it. I I didn't get that far. Um, I died a lot <laughs> because my dice rolls were shitty, uh, <laughs> and and it seems like there might be a lot of extra bookkeeping involved when you're playing like a mini campaign or something like that, or or even a there is and there's campaign. a card for it. There's a card for it, like on the yeah. back of the rule card. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a character level scorecard for use in campaign play. And it's basically just a, a you know, a, more or less a ladder. And you check off each little circle. And once you get get to a, the, you know, it tells you when you level. It tells you what um, penalties you get. Because um, every time you go to a new card, your, your enemies get more powerful. Mm. So it keeps track of, of what the bonuses are for, for your enemies and all that. Mm. Very convenient. So, so it's very quick for w- play one two one dungeon something like that. But if you're looking at campaign, you have to be doing this at your coffee table at your house because you might have to. Yeah, start yeah, out you can't. Two or three you can't be doing cards. this. Sit, sit. Yeah, you can't do it sitting in traffic. <laughs> Not that I was doing that. You got the you got the campaign. You got the main card on the steering wheel. And you got your you know, uh, your other card sitting there blocking the speedometer on your on your dash and you, you got another card on your on your passenger seat yeah no i can't believe you did anything like that <laughs> not me not in boston nope you know where you can sit parked for like 15 minutes at a time right I'm not no I, I i did it on my coffee table officially well, wow while I was watching football. <laughs> we are talking about a man who does, though, do uh, campaign planning while parked in Boston traffic. I do. I do. And and then, like, I get, like, these garbled notes on my phone, <laughs> my note app. And I'm like, what the fuck did I say? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be like, I'll be like, there's a series of uh, monoliths that are floating above cities and they're, they're uh, impenetrable. And that's like my note to myself. And like, I don't even know what it'll end up being. And I have like these, I thought it was a good idea at the time, but like, apparently my phone will decide to fuck me. So, right. Right. Now let's talk about the other thing. And that's, and that's uh, cannibalization. Because, you know, in general, if you play role-playing games a lot, um, you know, you like to borrow elements from other books. We just wrapped up a short campaign that was an adaptation of a, 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 a book from a completely different system. So, mm-hmm. and this is probably one of the best features of 5 by 7 is the little map on the back. Yeah, you get like you get a shit ton of like mini encounter areas. Mm-hmm. And it's if, really cool, right? And it's just enough that you can uh, populate, you know, a short series of encounters and have an entire night of play, uh, just based yeah. on the card itself. In fact, you yeah, could probably turn around, it. flip the card over, and go okay, and let the actual encounters of the game 
inspire the encounter depending on what system you're playing. Right. Or you can, like you said, you can use it like, uh, like in search of the unknown from basic dungeons and dragons back in the mm-hmm. day where you had a map mm-hmm. and your job was to populate that map with, with monsters. Right. <laughs> yep. And, and you could totally do that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, I think, yeah. yeah, that point right there, it, it makes it worth the price uh, of these cards. Um, just, just the ability to go and pull out a random thing and there you go. You, okay. That's a town. Right. And you're right because normally, you know, in a, we usually play for two hours because we play late at night and, um, we play online Mm -hmm. and we all have jobs and, um, usually we can do two maybe three major encounters in a night mm-hmm. and you know here you go here's five on this card right here right right you know pick up another one here's a random card here's another four mm-hmm. this is the sea layer the bubble worm the bubble worm is that like bubble tea yeah I mean even like I don't know, but like even even like the names of these things are great for inspiration. If you don't, if you want to like put it in your your campaign, Lair of the Stink Dragon, Stone Fist Keep. Mm-hmm. I mean, like these are pretty evocative names anyway. Well, then this one's called the Lost Kit. So <laughs> you always got to have one of those. <laughs> yeah, I guess for the fourteen series must be the. Uh, must be the comedy series. That's uh, The Lost Kitten, Bad Doings in Ferndale. <laughs> I am. Okay, I'm going to go play that one when we're done. Okay, that's 14B. 14B? Okay. <laughs> the Red 14B. Ah. Town. Yes. And there, the cards are also color-coded in such a way where you have... Town, wilderness, dungeon type of yep. scenarios that you're playing. And if you want to, if you feel like, oh, I, I want some quick dungeon crawling by myself, you can sort the cards into the dungeon stack. Or if you want all town encounters, you can sort it into a town uh, town stack. Or if you go, okay, uh, if town, you, you wilderness. Continuity. Continuity. <laughs> the thing is continuity, yes. Or you could do that. Yeah, or you can just randomly pull cards and be like, I'm in a dungeon one minute, and I'm in a town the next, and I'm back in the dungeon at the end of the town. It's like there's a dungeon on either side of town. <laughs> oh, that's like um, the the dungeon of the Mad Mage has like a town in, in the middle of the super dungeon. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah. And yeah, so so you got a lot of points there on on uh, the look of the cards. They look fantastic. Um, a lot of points on cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, and use, using using the five by seven dungeons as inspirational material and possibly even mechanical material for your game. Right. And here's the other thing. The rules are pretty simple. 
mm-hmm. and you have enough examples of how these cards work, right? Okay. You could make your own. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You could feasibly make your own. It's a. It's a very. The the mechanic itself reminds me of um, the uh, fighting fighting fantasy books. Speaking of Steve Jackson, where it's a choose your own adventure, but you have to roll dice. Oh, like the old old, old RuneQuest used to do that too. They had solo quest. Right, right. But uh, I think Fighting Fantasy was more like a choose your own adventure book, but you had die rolls in there as well. So it has that kind of feel. Um, and yeah, you could right. you could possibly even. You know, with campaign scaling, you could also bring in other people and have make it a party game. Um, you can. It says there's rules for that, but it's it says uh, where, where's one that actually has the rules on it. Multiple players, each player fights encounters by themselves. It's a contest. No friends here. Yep. So there you go. So yep. Now now you have a party you game. Score it. You could score it. Mm-hmm. You have you have ten minutes. <laughs> How many encounters in ten minutes can you win? Yeah, right. Something like that. So there's 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 more to the this set of five by seven dungeons than just the solo play aspect of it. right the 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 intention right. Which is great when you have a product that can do that, mm-hmm. I think. So it's multifaceted. Um, so once you've played through all the cards and are sick to death of it, then you like um, inflict the cards upon your friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, kids, we're waiting on a pizza. Here you go. Play a dungeon. Well, even that, like that, but or or like, uh, what are we doing tonight? Oh, we're playing an original, quote unquote, um, dungeon called the Sea Lair of the Bubbly Worm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, you, there go. you go. Excellent. Level those, level those, uh, those encounters for your party, and they're, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now you could also, you know, with a little bit of creativity, instead of having the no friends here type of group play, you could also have party play, and you just, okay, double the yeah. encounter, or triple the encounter, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to, to uh, these are designed for one person, or one character to go through, mm-hmm. you would have to scale it up. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, it's each, each room that you go into um, kind of follows that, that ICRPG kind of mechanic of everything's like a room, but you can also, you roll a D six and it determines which one of three encounters, if that room has multiple possible encounters. So you can pick and choose and mix those up too. Instead of randomly determined, you can say, okay, we are fighting a couple of wolves and a giant spider. Yeah, it's actually funny that you mentioned ICRPG because it reminds me a lot of ICRPG, mm-hmm. just in in 
in terms of how it's how the encounters are set up. Obviously, ICRPG is a little bit more in depth, mm-hmm. um, but that's a, you know that's a full on role playing game. Right? Thing. They, there's a, they have a, and this, you know, what six by eight digest size book rather than you know having to fit everything on a single five by seven card. Right. It's it's <laughs> like the difference between melee and GURPS. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Or or yeah. or Traveler LBB and Traveler Fifth Edition and T five T five the the floating fucking psychedelic art attack. Yeah. <laughs> um, so five by seven dungeons, uh, the thirty forty five set, which is fairly new. Uh, the Kickstarter on it was pretty re- not too long ago. Uh, those cards are twelve dollars. Uh, the Mage's Port set of the the big stack uh, is twenty bucks, but the real deal is that you can get both sets exactly what what Dan sent us to review for twenty five bucks plus shipping. That's pretty fucking awesome. That's that's a pretty good deal. Um, that's a that's a thirty two dollar value for for twenty five bucks. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Um, now, availability. Dan does not have his own website. Uh, he sells them through uh, contacts on Facebook and by emailing directly. So if you want to get your hands on the 5 by 7 dungeon cards, uh, shoot him an email at gamesmith. Uh, that's F-M-I-F, like Frank. Or, or Will Smith uh, at gmail.com. Gamesmith at gmail.com. Uh, if, right. if I'm slurring too much, I will include a link in the description of That's this podcast. That's probably for the best. That's right. <laughs> I shouldn't have vodka before recording, I suppose. I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> That's I say that every Monday morning. All right. So, yep, that does it. Once again, 5x7 Dungeons by Dan Smith. Uh, check it out. If if you don't have a gaming group, it's it'll satisfy, it'll scratch the itch for you. Uh, if you do or make game, the itch even bigger. Or make the itch even bigger. Quite possibly, but there's enough to keep scratching. And, uh, yeah, a good resource for Dungeon Masters, Game Masters of varying systems to uh, adapt and apply from there. Yes, I believe you can actually get PDFs of the cards as well. Oh, nice. Um, I, I'm, I'm just going on an interview I read with him. I don't know if those are still available. Um, so you can, like, even just play it on your damn iPad. There you go. So that's all the time Have we have. For, Woo! <laughs> that's all the time that we have for this week. Uh, join us again next week. We'll be talking about something else that uh, pretty interesting. Uh, keep thirty luck points. Keep those thirty luck points. Good night. Coyotes for fools.